What killed the dinosaurs? Guys, aid! <laughs>
they're disqualified from this conversation. <laughs> because honestly, it's it's Roger and I, and you guys, if you've listened to the show before, you know that we are uh, pretty big homers for, for Star Wars in general and, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe in general. So and, and, and instead of sitting here and praising to you guys the virtues of uh, uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and Captain America Civil War as wonderful sequels, you guys already know that. Uh, but this is going to allow us to have a little bit more of a fun conversation. But I will have to say, uh, I don't think we're going to get too far into out, out of... I shouldn't say... Excuse me, let me back up a second. I don't think we're going to get too far out of genre. You know, we're going we're gonna to stay in, in popular culture as far as like sci-fi, fantasy, uh, action movies, that, that, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, we're not going to get into the high arts films. Like, we're, we're not going to have a big discussion about The Godfather 2. Because while I do agree that it is one of the finest sequels in the history of cinema. Uh, you know, The Godfather's not really what we do on this show. So, you know, if you're mad about that, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry about that. I, I acknowledge The Godfather as one of the finest sequels in the history of cinema. But we're here for the pop culture stuff, the stuff that uh, informed my youth, informed the, the development of who I am, of, of, of who Roger is, despite the fact that he's 10 years younger. And some of the things I may talk about today might be new to him. We'll see how that goes. So I don't know Roger's list just yet. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting conversation. I think Roger, uh, you know, you guys have listened to Roger now for a little while. I think you know that uh, he is a man with very unique tastes. And uh, and he's also um, more forgiving than I am of some things, which is funny because I always thought that I was really, really forgiving. And I was like the apologist for so many bad things. Um, but Roger takes the cake. That guy, he's so nice to his core in a way that I'm not. I guess I guess I do have a little nugget of, of black coal deep in my heart somewhere. Uh, so Roger's just a, he's just a sweetheart. So it, it took a little while for him to find movies, uh, uh, sequels that he considers to be awful and terrible, nightmarish things. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be a good time. We're going to dive into our list. Like I said, the, the good and bad sequels, but no Star Wars, no Marvel. It's going to be fun. I want to hear what you guys have to say, too. So I hope you guys have, uh, again, check us out on the social media, comment on, on the Instagram and the Twitter pictures, um, and, and email me, too. Let me know what you guys are thinking on the emails. That would be fun to hear. So I don't think I have anything else to say right now. Again, we're not doing high cinema. No Godfather. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We might get into a little bit of horror stuff. It, it's hard to say for sure. Uh, my list doesn't have too many horror things on there, but horror movies are rife with terrible sequels. So I, I, you know, telling you that the Exorcist two is not good. I, I don't think that's, that's going to blow your minds. <laughs> then again, some of the movies that we may mention may not blow your minds either. Cause you'd be like, Oh yeah, that was a real piece of shit. But anyways, so I'm going to stop talking now. We're going to get into the conversation Uh buckle up. I hope you guys have a good time and, and, and again, participate in the show, sound off on, on the social media. Um, and an email. You can email the show, too, if, if you are back at work, but things are a little slow. Take the time. Write me an email, and uh, you'll hear back from me. Don't worry about that, okay? Um, again, <laughs> thank you for listening. Here's a conversation. Buckle up. Come with me if you want to live. All right. Joining me live via the Skypes, once again, Jedi Raj is here. He's at Jedi Raj on Twitter and Instagram, but we just call him Roger. How are you, my friend? Doing good. Ready for the show today. That uh, that beard is growing out nicely, by the way. Oh yeah, got that salt and pepper beard going on. It's uh, it's coming out nice. Is that the uh, is that the COVID special? 
Yeah, basically. I think all I've been doing is trimming the sides so I don't look like Dr. Robotnik. But <laughs> other than that, it's uh, it's pretty much just whatever it's given me so far. So. You could be recast. You could take over Jim Carrey's role in the in the Sonic <laughs> sequel. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> and what a beautiful segue that is, Roger, because we're here to talk about sequels. Yeah, that we are. <laughs> Now I thought uh, I thought before we kind of dove into uh, dive dove dive dive dove dove dive dove dove in yeah <laughs> but before we jump in do the topic yeah. of the day uh, I, I think we should put a, a I already disclaimed to to our our, our beautiful listeners that uh, we won't be uh, covering the Marvel Cinematic Universe because it seems too easy yeah <laughs> and uh, we're gonna avoid Star Wars too yeah. Fair enough. Plus, uh, plus, I wanted to put out there uh, that I'm also going to exclude uh, Back to the Future 2 and Spider-Man 2 because uh, we we just sung those praises in in, uh, in recent episodes. So we don't need to necessarily go back to that well again. If, if you want to hear us gush about those flicks, you know, you got sure. Back to the Future 2 in last week's episode and uh, the Spider-Man ranking episode is me gushing about how much I love Spider-Man 2. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I kind of figured that that'd be the way to go. Yeah, I think so too. So uh, yeah, we're gonna we're hopefully we're gonna be talking about a, a lot of stuff we haven't really gotten a chance to, to kind of cover some of uh, some of the movies that we. I'm assuming there's a fair amount from from your childhood. Am I am I right yeah. or wrong? Yeah, definitely. Okay, all right. So before we get into it, uh, you got a beer? What do you got? You drinking? You having a beer today? I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing. You know, I'm doing a, a bit of a classic here. It's the. Uh, Lost Coast, uh, just IPA. Hmm. Nothing, nothing special to their naming scheme there. It's just a classically named IPA. Um, they they had a real good deal on these guys. It was like a, a twelve pack of twelve ounce cans for like fourteen bucks, and I'm like, right on. So uh, it's a nice, just easy drinking. You know, in between maybe some of the bigger hitters that you're, you know, just looking to sip on something real crisp, balanced, and refreshing. Uh, 6.5 percenter, you know, it's, uh, pretty solid. I've been enjoying them. Uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. I actually thought we might have the same beer today, um, <laughs> but, but I'm wrong. Um, I am having, once again, from our friends at Pariah, I'm having the, give me some Mo. Nice. Yeah. I'm actually probably going to head there after the show. Right so on. Oh, pick mine up. oh, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is their new hazy pale and it's uh, it's a 5.4 easy drinker. Um, nice. And it, it is, it is, uh, what's the best way to describe it? Actually, I like what they say on the back of the can here, where uh, they describe it as uh, overripe tropical fruit and a melange of citrus. I think that's the best way to describe it. It's very soft, very pillowy, very crushable. Okay, cool. You know, yeah, we'll, I'm excited to try it. We'll see if it avoids avoids the uh, the haze gut trap that so many hazies fall into, but uh, those, those folks yeah. at Pariah do good stuff, so I'm I'm optimistic. Nice, yeah, and uh, and the good news is at five point four percent, I'm not going to get tanked during the show, which is always fun. <laughs> nice to uh, keep your edge. Well, you know, maybe I don't know. Maybe some of the listeners enjoy it when I start getting a little slurry towards the end of the show. Who knows? <laughs> nice. So let me know what you think here. But I thought it might be kind of fun to alternate between uh, our favorite sequels and then our worst sequels, and we'll just kind of go one by one, and just kind of yeah. go, go a little back and forth, a little tete ta, as they say. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down for that. Do you want to open up, or should I go first? Uh, yeah, you go for it. All right, I'm gonna go. Start. I'm gonna go for the throat right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best sequels ever in the history of the entire universe. That's right. I'm putting that 
stamp on it right now. Aliens. Yeah. James Cameron's Aliens. Uh, yes. The Return of Sigourney but... Weaver, the Space Marines, the, the Queen Alien, the Eggs, the Hive, the whole thing. Bishop, <laughs> it's fucking phenomenal. It's an incredible movie. It's James Cameron at the height of his of his 80s awesomeness uh and it's just, it's so much fun to watch it is it, it is a film that that advances the story from the first film and it also sort of changes the genre of the first film too because i you know i very much consider the original alien to be sci-fi horror and this mm-hmm. is pretty much sci-fi action film i mean just machine <laughs> space machine guns and, and and all kinds of cool jump jets and and just rad stuff going on and Bill yeah. Paxson yelling at the top of his lungs that the game is over. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, no, nothing nothing bad to be said about that one. And uh, Bill Paxson, I think we talked about before, the only guy to be killed by a Predator, an alien, and a Terminator. He's right. That's right. He got the hat trick. <laughs> he got the hat trick in movie, mur- movie murders. <laughs> which, yeah. which uh, So that, as, as one of my best sequels ever, uh, leads into mm-hmm. one of my worst sequels ever. Which is Alien Three. Uh, yes. Alien Three is a turd show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is. It is famously one of the first films directed by by acclaimed director David Fincher, who is a director mm-hmm. who's the, his his vast catalog of work is is stellar, and I love it so much. But uh, this movie was was wow. Was it a, a, a just wow, man? They they Twentieth Century Fox really really dropped the ball on this one. I don't I don't necessarily blame Fincher for it. But you know when you when you when you when you kill Newt and you kill uh, and you kill oh Jesus when you kill Michael Bean's character his name I'm blanking yeah. on at the moment you kill yeah. these guys kind of like off screen uh, you know and you're on a planet with killer lice and it's like a prison planet <laughs> you know it's just and then you kill Ripley at the end spoiler alert it's just yeah. man it's not good it's just not yeah. good. I mean, they even tried to backtrack that in whatever way they could, you know. They're like, well, she's back. <laughs> yeah, they did, they did that whole, uh, like, uh, Ripley clone thing in Alien 4. Yeah. And, you know, you could put pretty much the rest of the Alien films on here, though. I, I tend to like two-thirds of Alien 4. It's the final act mm-hmm. that I have the problem with. Sure. But, uh, you know, anytime you got Ron Perlman yelling at people and telling telling, uh, telling everybody that Earth's a <laughs> shithole, that... Uh, that, that <laughs> That tickles my fancy. So, yeah, we do love some wrong problems. Yeah, I don't. I don't find. I don't find Alien Four to be the the complete debacle that Alien Three is. Mm. Yeah, but but you know, if you, if you want to tell me that I'm wrong, that's fair too. I'm. <laughs> I don't have a whole. Right. I don't have a great yeah. leg to stand on with with defending Alien Four and then subsequent entries in the, into the series. Yeah, yeah, they kind of they kind of did go all over the place. Well, um, you know, after Alien Four, you you get into the Alien versus Predator stuff, and you know we we've yeah. kind of talked about those a little bit in the past, and and those are films that are rife with problems, and then sure, you know, then you got the whole Prometheus thing, and the, you know, it's just <laughs> the less said about some of those, the better for the moment. We, we might have yeah, to, we might have to get into those in more detail down the road. Sure, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I'm gonna open it with Aliens as one of the best, and and Alien Three is one of the worst. Sounds good. All right, yeah, I think uh, we're probably actually going to be following uh, a little bit of that theme, at least for part of the list. I definitely have some some best and worst sequels of the same series on this list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. I, I found a lot of that as well. Don't worry. Yeah, so uh, I figure I'll start with uh, another really good one: Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. 
We're named the dog Indiana. Nice that call. One, nice call. Yeah. That one is, I mean, I just remember that one from my childhood, seeing that one and just kind of being blown away by, you know, just it's got so much cool imagery, you know. I mean, I remember seeing Raiders in the theater, like as one of my first earliest movies. But I think I just remember Last Crusade maybe more vividly, like just it kind of stuck with me more. And just, you know, they're just literally all over the place. Uh, I don't remember that I saw... Uh, Temple of Doom as much as a kid, but I definitely did see uh, Last Crusade quite a bit. But I mean, just just all the crazy scenes, all the tension, you know, when he's there undercover in the Nazi uniform and he gets the book signed by Hitler. <laughs> that was just <laughs> hilarious to me. I mean, it's just so many moments like that where you're like, how is he going to get out of this? He's totally screwed here, you know. And just the it felt more like a uh, a treasure, like. Uh, like just the fact that they had the book and they were following all the passages to try to find the secret places mm-hmm. and you know the banging in the library to the <laughs> find X marks the, the spot the X the marks the yeah. spot yeah yeah no I just love how it like it embraced the tropes and just you know went all out for it and just the ending of that movie was just so great you know it's like him basically learning to let go you know. So it was it was really cool. Uh, definitely one that sticks with me to this day. Super awesome movie. <laughs> I, I agree with you. That's a good one. Yeah, and uh, going along with that, <laughs> as you can probably guess, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to have to go with uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull oh, as a not very good sequel. <laughs> it is not a very good sequel. You are right about that, sir. Yeah, I just, oh man, I, was, I remember when I heard about it, I was so excited be like oh there's a new indiana jones movie coming out i mean i was i was just out of high school at that time oh my god like, shut up roger <laughs> <laughs> i was looking for i think it was 2008 right 2008 uh, i think that's that's kind of rings a bell sure sure yeah something like that but uh yeah i just saw it in the theaters and i'm like the hell is going on like <laughs> there's swarms of ants killing things you're swinging <laughs> with monkeys from tree to tree like you're surviving you know atomic bombs in a refrigerator i'm like i don't know man this is this isn't the indiana jones i remember <laughs> you know it's funny I, I i bought into the refrigerator thing I, I was like yeah sure why not but by the time they got to the amazon rainforest i was like no no yeah <laughs> it's just like slowly started pushing my limits of suspension of disbelief to the point where i'm just like yeah no and then the basic uh ending of that movie is like and there's aliens Yes, confirmed aliens, and you're like, well, damn, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, much like yourself, I was very excited for that film, and then, uh, yeah, it uh, just didn't. Uh, they didn't bring it home. That's and uh, you know maybe we'll get a, a an Indiana Jones Redemption tour as as plans with uh, for Indiana, Indiana Jones Five are moving forward. Uh, yeah. J- James Mangold of all people is taking over as a director on that, so that that could be interesting. Maybe, yeah, hopefully. Maybe maybe some new blood, <laughs> new vision. Maybe that'll help uh, get Indy back on track. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, you know, they, they wanted to pass the torch, but I don't think Shia LaBeouf convinced anybody. So. Oh, God. Don't pass it to him. <laughs> the, 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 don't worry. He'll, he'll probably the, come up later. I was going to say, he's, he's gone so far uh, that, like, you know, everyone was like, wouldn't touch him with a 10 foot pole, but now he went all the way around to back being somebody that uh, people want to have in their movies again. So God knows what's going to happen with, with, 
I mean, obviously he's not going to come back for this because the fans are just going to revolt. But yeah, I mean, Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf has somehow resurrected his, his career from the complete mockery that it had turned into. So I guess good for yeah. that dude. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so we'll see. All right, now let me see. Kind of keeping with our theme, since we're going for uh, some some continuity here with, our, with some of our titles, I think I'll skip down my list a little bit. I didn't really rank them, by the way. It's just kind of a, a casual, yeah. you know, mishmash. So, yeah, neither did I. It was like, it's either good or it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go with Terminator 2. Ah, uh, that was on mine. <laughs> it had to be, right? Yeah. Yeah, Terminator 2... Uh, um, I don't know what else we can say about Terminator 2. It's just, again, like Aliens, I mean, this is a James Cameron picture, and Cameron yeah. kind of does what he does best. He, he takes what was in the first film, that, which was his this time around, as opposed to with Aliens, where he's picking up from Ridley Scott. Uh, yeah. But he picks up, and he he follows the rules he sets up, but he just world builds it, and it makes, it makes it bigger somehow, and the, and the action more yeah. intense, and he pushes technology forward with the, with the, with the liquid Terminator, and... and uh, it's it, it's super exciting, but just like Aliens, Terminator is is basically the uh, uh, a f- at at its core is a family story. It's about a, a nuclear family, like a mother figure, father figure, and a, usually a child. Aliens yeah. is much the same way with with uh, Ripley, Hicks, and Newt. So this is kind of the same thing. But Arnold Schwarzenegger is a robot man. Somebody gonna do? <laughs> but it, it's yeah, sure. Terminator Two is awesome, and it set the bar so very very high. Uh, mm-hmm. And then. As we were doing, <laughs> the bar comes yep. crashing down with Terminator 3 and 4 and 5 <laughs> and 6. <laughs> yep. And I, I, I really wanted to like 6. I really did. But it's it's fraught with problems as well. Yeah. So 6 is, is that Dark Fate? I think that's Dark Fate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If, if Unless yeah. I miss one in the middle somewhere. Yeah. I mean, oh, geez, how many were there? There was... Three There's... Salvation Genesis and then Dark, and Dark Fate. Fate, right? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. All right. I'm not missing one. <laughs> yeah, so, unfortunately, Terminator has not recovered from the heights of Terminator Two. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And and I I don't even I don't even necessarily want to spend too much time uh, covering all the reasons why three, four, five, and six are so bad. Uh, it, it, yeah. It's evident. I think I think most of us have probably seen them at least once, so we know yeah. why they're not very good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Genesis is borderline unwatchable, just for the record. <laughs> yeah, well, to be fair, I hadn't seen that one. I think for a while I kind of fell off the uh, Terminator train. I definitely saw three. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Salvation. Um, I don't think, I, yeah, I didn't see Genesis. And then I kind of came back to watch Dark Fate and was unfortunately disappointed with <laughs> the direction they decided to go. Yeah, three is is uh, just lackluster and disappointing. But uh, yeah. It, it might actually be better than four and five. <laughs> so yeah, just, no, that, that's, that's fair. <laughs> again, the, the, we can do a Terminator specific episode where we get into the nitty gritty. But yeah, those those sequels are bummers after after T two. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. I think like we talked about on the last episode, one and two are canon in our heads, and everything else is just kind of. Uh, I'll consider it like a fanfic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the only reason why I put those on there is like, well, I was like, well, we mostly talked about Terminator One, so I was like, I can kind of continue that with Terminator Two this week. So <laughs> sure. Yeah, we only briefly mentioned it, but uh, yeah. So yeah, like on my list, I definitely had T Two, and uh, I, I specifically kind of pointed out Dark Fate, but like we said, it's pretty much any of the other sequels that came after Two. 
just because, I mean, you know, Terminator 3 wasn't terrible. It wasn't great, though. And I think that was its biggest flaw, that it's just lackluster, Mm -hmm. like you said. Um, It just wasn't that entertaining. And, you know, you go all the way forward to, like, Dark Fate, which I was pretty excited for just to see you know, Cameron back behind the wheel, basically, but, uh, or not really behind the wheel, but endorsing it, um, to that degree that he did. Um, yeah, no, I was just gonna say, and just, you know, I, I don't think we ever talked about it officially on the episode (laughs) after having seen it, but just the way they opened the movie with kind of just making the entire previous movie moot, Mm-hmm. was just kind of like disheartening and kind of set the whole tone for the rest of the movie being like, well, then nothing matters then, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I think the biggest problem for me, going back to going back to Terminator 3, is like you, when you come out of that movie theater, you're like, why, why do they make this? And yeah, that's, exactly. that's that's the big offense to me as, as why this is a bad, why Terminator 3 kicks off the run of bad sequels. Because it's like, there's no reason for this to exist. Other than for you yeah. and, try, for, and by you, I mean the studios to try and yeah. cash in on on a, on a popular franchise. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like the whole payoff to two was that they stopped Judgment Day, right? You know? But then it's like, but no, turns out Judgment Day is going to happen no matter what. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's and, like, okay. Not to go on, on on too big of a side tangent here, but uh, this is this is like one of those things where it's it's uh, these movie executives. You know, d- decide that the fans want more of something, but it's like we do if it makes sense. <laughs> like yeah. we're not morons. Yeah. Like there's a reason yeah, why I, the other ones have all been disappointments at the box office. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the best route they could have taken would be to be like, okay, this is a continuation of the story from the alternate timeline, the original timeline where you know Kyle Reese has to come back because Judgment Day did happen. So it's like, okay, the events of T2 created a different timeline, but this is what branched off from the first one. But it kind of didn't happen that way. And Dark Fate made that even more confusing, and they just, I don't know, <laughs> wasn't a fan of that, really. Dang, I hear you. All right, All what, right. what you got, bud? All right, so, uh, you know what? Let's go to a different direction. We don't really talk about martial arts movies too much but uh i used to be a huge martial art movie buff back in the day Um, you got the moves too yeah (laughs) yeah i was uh my nickname was the ninja back in high school for good reason that's right you (laughs) sneaky bastard just doing a bunch of ninja stuff um so yeah no basically i would always be looking at martial arts movies and stuff and uh one of my favorites was uh favorite actors was tony shaw he, you know, does all the crazy Muay Thai stuff and all the flips and crazy things. One of the coolest things that I remember learning about him is that he started doing it all thinking like all the wire tricks weren't done with wires that he had seen <laughs> in the movies. So he just thought it was all possible. So he basically would practice everything until he could do it, which, you know, hadn't really been seen before. But uh, so going with that, one of my favorite sequels uh, was a movie called Ungbok 2. Oh, I, I've uh, seen this. Yeah, good flick. You have seen it? I've seen Unbuck yeah, too. Yeah. I'm not sure I ever saw the original one, but I've, I've seen the second one. I think I ran it on Netflix or something back when they were sending discs in the mail. Yeah, yeah. I remember I had it on there too. Um, yeah, the first one doesn't actually follow the storyline of the second one. It's maybe almost like a prequel, but like kind of a different story arc. Because the first one is like set in modern time, 
but the second one, you know, set back, you know, in ancient times. I don't think they really disclosed the era. Um, but yeah, no, it just had some of the best martial arts choreography that I had seen. Um, it just like blew me away, just the amount of guys that he was taking on at once. And just the choreography, like I said, was just second to none at the time, um, which, uh, which was really cool to see. So going along with that, that one was probably one of my favorite martial arts movies ever. Um, and one of my biggest disappointments, I could have gone with Ong Bak 3. <laughs> okay. Which was weird because it, it ended up taking this cool like uh, martial arts revenge story and just throwing in a bunch of random magic in there. <laughs> <laughs> just what it needed. Yeah, and I'm like, wait, what? Who is this crow guy, and why is he moving like a bird? Like, he's flying around and doing. I'm like, okay, that was terrible. But actually, the one that I ended up going with was uh, another of his movies was called The Protector. Um, that's kind of what the English version name was. Uh, okay. The Thai version was named like Tom Yung Gung or something. But uh, so that one was one of my favorite martial arts movies by Tony Jaa. Like that was the first one that I saw of him that just kind of set the tone for me but the protector part two came out many years later and it was terrible (laughs) it was just like one of the one of the coolest things about you know the tony jaw the original was that everything was real all the stunts were real there was like no cg used if you saw it it happened you know Mm -hmm. and then the protector two just started doing a bunch of random like cg work and like over the top like helicopter explosions and i'm like why are we doing this this is becoming like a bad fast and the furious movie. <laughs> <laughs> so it just it, i didn't even finish watching the movie i got like halfway through it without the time my girlfriend and we were just like yeah i i don't need to see anymore oh, <laughs> i'm man. good yeah it was a real bummer and uh unfortunately that happened but you know, I, I live off the good memories. <laughs> I, it's you know, and sometimes that's what we have to do with with, uh, with some of these these pictures uh, because, again, um, you know, I I, I kind of mentioned it in in the, in the the introduction to the episode. I, I feel like like Marvel in particular has kind of spoiled us as far as uh, sequels yeah. go because uh, they give they've given us so many good ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know we said we weren't going to talk about MCU sequels. There's definitely like a few on there that are maybe lackluster sure. that I think are kind of agreeable. You know, you got like Thor dark world and that kind of stuff. Iron Man too. But I w- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was one of them too. But yeah, I definitely don't think that there were any that were straight out bad, which is kind of, you know, that's something to, to strive for. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. All right. All right. So I think it's my turn again, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where do I want to go? All right, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of done with movies that are uh, that are sort of connected at yeah. this point. So I'm just gonna kind of go. It's gonna kind of bounce around a little bit. Yeah, no worries. One of my favorite sequels. Yeah. And one of the few that falls into the category of better than the first. <laughs> sure. And when I say when I say better than the first, better than the original, it is vastly better than the first <laughs> it is the far superior to the original film and that nice. of course star trek 2 the wrath of khan khan you've got genesis but you don't have me 
You are going to kill me, Khan. You're going to have to come down here. You're going to have to come down here. I've done far worse than kill you. I've hurt you. And I wish to go on hurting you. I shall leave you as you left me. As you left her. Marooned for all eternity in the center of a dead planet. Buried alive. Buried alive. Ah yes, that was a good one. That is the that is the the Star Trek movie that Star Trek fans uh, had been waiting for for a very 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 long time, and uh, yes, yeah, Star Trek Two is still to me is, is still eminently rewatchable and and enjoyable and just full of fun performances and over the top Ricardo Montalban as as as, as Khan, <laughs> and of course yeah, yeah. over the top William <laughs> Shatner as Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> Love me yeah, some Wrath of Khan. I consider that one of the best sequels around uh, because Star Trek The Mission Picture is insanely boring. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not necessarily a bad picture. It's just really long, really slow, and really boring. <laughs> so Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so Star Trek Two qualifies with me as one of the best sequels ever. Nice. And one of the worst sequels ever. Oh, boy. Do I want to go here right now? <laughs> you gotta pull the band-aid you know what yeah let, let's go for it because uh we, we we teased the episode on on social media with this just, uh. just batman and robin just <laughs> yes. batman and motherfucking robin the yeah, joel that's schumacher on my list too. epic debacle <laughs> the worst thing george clooney's ever done and i don't think it's yeah. his fault i don't blame the cloon um no. but man that movie sucks <laughs> man just, that movie was not sucks. fun you know <laughs> Oh, I still, I still get so, just frustrated thinking about it. You know, Batman Forever. It, it's not everyone's cup of tea. I get that. It's sure. It's it was fine. And yeah, I thought it was all right. Yeah, no. I but going into this, I was like, ooh, Mister Freeze and Poison Ivy, and yeah, you know, there's there's talk of Bane, and then then yeah. you, you go there and you sit in the theater and you're like, you're like, what the fuck am I watching? What the actual <laughs> fuck am I watching? I I, um, I remember. Uh, seeing it opening night uh, with I took I took the the girl I was dating I think she brought a friend or something and we brought a, another couple or something I can't remember exactly I was like I don't know nine, 18, 19 or something when it came yeah, out yeah sure a fairly packed house I, it might have been even been a seller because it was like a Friday night and we're at yeah. the, we're at the Rio movie theater in Gaithersburg Maryland shout out to the Rio <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm sitting there and I'm not enjoying myself. And I really yeah. want to be because it's Batman. So I'm really kind of like, oh my god, what's happening? This is like mm. the worst thing ever, and I don't know how to process those feelings. Yeah. But then there's that bit, and I don't know if you remember the the. the if, I don't know if you remember this from the film. Uh, there, right. there's a scene where Robin's in some sort of struggle, I think, against Poison Ivy and Bane, and mm. he's in this this pond or pool of water or something like that, and he comes up for air, and then he gets yeah. like, suppose he gets like taken or sucked back down below by, I don't know, a plant or some shit. I can't remember exactly. <laughs> Probably, yeah. But all they did was rewind the footage of him coming oh, up. Oh, no. And, <laughs> and that was when, like, my brain, like, broke. <laughs> You're like, nope. <laughs> because I stood up, 
I looked to my left and looked to my right, went back and forth, and was like, what is happening? And then I was, I really wanted to walk out, but I had never yeah. walked out of a movie theater when a movie was on in my entire life, and I didn't, I didn't know what to do. Uh, so, yeah. like, uh, my girlfriend at the time, she just kind of, like, pulls me to back down into my seat, but, like, at that point, I wanted to rip the skin off my face. <laughs> Oh man! It's still like, one of the biggest. Oh man! And like the Batman Forever credit card, and just like oh, kill me. Kill yeah, me. that. Oh man, I just it went too far with trying to be campy and just it, it wasn't even lovable like the '60s version. You know, no. it was just cheesy as hell, and you know, bat nipples, and I don't know. Well, and and Schwarzenegger's <laughs> Mister Freeze made no sense. <laughs> No, because for a guy with no emotions, he was very emotional. Oh yeah, he was quite emotive. <laughs> he was very emotive. Listen, I do have a question for you about about Mister Freeze. Yeah. Uh, well, why is he Mister Freeze? Why isn't he Doctor Freeze? You know, I was thinking about that too. Like, I feel I'm like Victor Freeze has a PhD, right? Or is he a fraud and he can't be called Doctor? Well, I mean, he's Doctor Victor Freeze. Right. So when... why is he not Doctor Freeze? I don't know. Maybe he lost his accreditation when he became a villain. <laughs> well, wait a second. So should they take back like Doctor Doom's accreditation too? <laughs> Doctor mm-hmm. Octopus and all the other <laughs> comic book villains who are PhD certified. I guess if you own a country, then you can remain a doctor. <laughs> that doesn't explain Doctor Octopus. Doctor Octopus uh, does not own land anywhere. <laughs> that's true. And you know, obviously, if you want to stay with the DC universe, we can say like, talk about Doctor Savannah and, and Doctor Morrow and. Dr. T.O. Morrow, by the way, so figure that one out. Um, Dr. Fate. Dr. Fate. <laughs> not even not even close to a real doctor. <laughs> yeah, he just controls mysticism. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we could go down that wormhole forever. We should have a special yeah. doctor episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that might be a good one. <laughs> it, might be, it might be. Our no, favorite doctor. Just something I was thinking about recently. I was like, why, is he a, why isn't he Dr. Freeze? I don't get it. I wonder if there was like a copyright issue. Like Maybe there was another Dr. Freeze at the time or something. Maybe that that makes the most sense to me. Because, yeah, it's the yeah. only reason I buy. <laughs> yeah. But yes, yeah, Batman. Can't and, think of anything else. Batman and Robin is a, just a fucking giant turd. <laughs> that is agreeable. And that like I said, you, the, the argument can be made that 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 maybe even Batman Returns and and Batman Forever aren't good sequels either. But, but Batman not, Batman and Robin's anyway. the abomination. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very much. All right, my friend. Oh, I think man. it's your turn. All right. Well, let me let me check off Batman and Robin off my bottom <laughs> ten. Um, you know, I, the next two on my uh, good ones are going to be kind of. I wouldn't say they're great movies. I think they're just kind of nostalgically good for me. Um, the first one is Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <laughs> Whoa. That one I remember watching a whole bunch as a kid. I loved the first one. And the second one was just as cool to me. I, I see it now, and I see it's nowhere near as good as the original. Sure, sure, sure. But for some reason, it just it stuck with me how cool it was that they were like, you know, the scene where they're in hell and trying to escape, and then they're like, oh, we're going to play the Reaper. And then they're like <laughs> literally playing like Battleship and just right. kicking his ass at every game. And just as a kid, that was hilarious to me, <laughs> just that you could cheat death by like, playing stupid board games with the grim reaper <laughs> and then just the uh just the the weird little alien characters i can't remember their name station 
station. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that that whole thing, and then they, then building the robots, and you know, as a kid, I just I love time travel robots and weird ghost stuff. So I just felt like it hit all the right notes for me. J seven. You have sank my better ship. Yeah! <laughs> you know, at the right time. So, yeah, definitely. That, that one, I wouldn't say is a great movie, but I think it, it was definitely one that I really liked as a sequel. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I have a soft spot for, for Bill and Ted as well, so I can't knock yeah. you too hard for that one. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I remember... I remember that film very well. Uh, I mean, I remember the original marketing uh, for it was, you know, was going to be titled Bill and Ted go to hell. And I was like, that sounds amazing. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> if I remember correctly, it had a really great soundtrack too. Cause I remember having the album. I, I think I had it on CD. It might've been a cassette at the time, but I, I definitely had yeah. the soundtrack and uh, there was a go to hell song by Megadeth. And, and it was a, <laughs> it was a fun time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I grant you that one. It's not. It's not great. Not my favorite sequel, yeah. but uh, you know, I, I do have a soft spot for Bill and Ted and uh, Bill and Ted Three yeah. coming soon, maybe if COVID ever goes away. Yeah, possibly. They we'll have. They goes. have filmed it. I've seen the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right on. Okay, so what do you got for a, wor a worse sequel? Or for right, a bad sequel. So we, we got that one. So you know, I'm gonna go with. I think I'm gonna go Ghostbusters 2016. That Ooh. one. So you're gonna count it as a sequel? Yeah, technically, yeah, technically. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I'll allow it. It's your list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it just kind of goes in that area. I, I would say the biggest thing about it was that it just was disappointing. Mm -hmm. It like it was basically standing on the Ghostbusters name, but almost literally a name alone. You know, it just it lacked the fun and pizzazz of the original. Even even the second one, which arguably isn't that great either, still managed to capture, you know, just the randomness of Bill Murray just being a dumbass, just being awesome everywhere. Just, I don't know. Um, that one, it just tried to go more flashy special effects than really try to build the heart of the movie, which I feel like the original movie, despite everything else and being this weird sci-fi awesome fantasy was just like it was about just a group of people trying to find their way and really establishing themselves you know sure so, sure, sure you know just fighting fighting the man fighting the system you know at every turn and just trying to become successful in their own way so I just feel like the the 2016 sequel just didn't do it for me, unfortunately. <laughs> no, uh, you're yeah, you're not wrong. I I, I went into I tried to go into the movie with a with an open mind. Yeah, uh, me too. And I just I just I don't have any problem with the idea of, of female Ghostbusters or anything like that. I just found the movie not to be very good, and it wasn't because it was. I didn't not like it because it was women. I just was yeah, like, that's not a really good story. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I, I hated that it became that kind of argument of, oh, if you don't like it, it's because, you know, you're a misogynist or something. And I'm like, no, I, I gave it a chance. I was I was optimistic and hopeful for it. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, it, it's probably going to be good. You know, like all the actresses are pretty funny in their own right. Um, 
but I just I just didn't get the chemistry between them. You know, it's just it didn't work. It was it was a lot of just them almost uh, what is it? Just a uh, train of thought, kind of what is that? What's that? Stream called? of consciousness kind of thing. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> stream of consciousness. <laughs> yeah, I'm like train of thought. No, that's not it. Yeah, stream of consciousness. It, it kind of just felt like they were just going with whatever was on their mind and tried to make it funny in some way. And it just it just didn't stick for some reason. So it, it was unfortunate. But, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic for the new one that's going to come out. And we'll see how that goes. Fair enough. I like it. Um, I guess it's my turn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we want to go next on the list? All right. So for one of the, one of the best sequels, I think we have to we have to uh, doth our caps in the direction of, of Sir Christopher Nolan. Yes. Mr. Christian Bale. Mr. <laughs> Heath Ledger. Because The Dark Knight is fucking phenomenal. The worst end. Those mob fools want you gone so they can get back to the way things were. But I know the truth. There's no going back. You've changed things. Forever. And why do you want to kill me? <laughs> I don't, don't want to kill you. What would I do without you? Go back to ripping off mob dealers? No, no. No. No, you. You complete me. You're garbage. You kills for money. Don't talk like one of them. You're not. Even if you'd like to be. To them, you're just a freak. Like me. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely probably my number one on the list. Oh, okay. All right. I was going to say, you had, you had to have it on there somewhere, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I love this picture again. Um, kind of. I feel like this this must is kind of a theme with some of the our our selections for best sequels is that it te- it takes what came before it, embraces yeah. it, and then it just builds on it and and kind of expands that world, expands those characters, and and gives them new layers. And uh, you know, giving Batman like the the dark mirror that is the Joker. Uh, yeah. It was, was was phenomenal. We all knew it was coming, uh, but none of us knew what we were gonna get. You know, yeah. When when those for when when those initial pictures of of Heath Ledger and the makeup were released, people were like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah. And then we, yeah, and then we watched it and we're like, "Whoa, <laughs> fuck! All right." <laughs> it's like I'm gonna take all that back now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for to, I mean, forever changing uh, perception of the Joker. I mean, Heath Ledger. Uh, redefine the role yeah pretty much you know and i I, you know i know uh joaquin phoenix is getting a lot of uh uh love for his performance his portrayal of of the Mm -hmm. character uh in 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 uh, todd phillips's joker film i'm not sure that exists without what what heath ledger did in the dark knight yeah yeah definitely i agree um that's that's no disservice to, to joaquin i don't want to get into it with him (laughs) <laughs> but I think you need to have that Heath Ledger performance as a stepping stone to be like, you can do this character in, in very unique, interesting ways. Yeah. And you know, his Joker in a way is, you know, there was definitely some parallels that could be drawn to Heath Ledger's Joker, but I mean, yeah, like you said, Heath Ledger just kind of opened the door. Cause up until that point, our only frame of reference really for like a modern Joker was like Jack Nicholson and the animated series, Mark Hamill Joker, mm-hmm. which is pretty much those two images of the Joker. Very, very similar in a, in a certain sense, you know, very, uh, they had a look, 
they had a personality and that's what we had. Yeah. And then, very great, very classical interpretations. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, you know, by, by all means, they're great interpretations, some of the best. And then Heath Ledger comes along and just flips it all in its head and makes it this gritty, realistic, and yet still somehow darkly humorous take on the Joker. You know, it's like so many little one liners that aren't just like, you know, outright trying to be funny kind of jokes, but are funny in just their delivery of how, you know, darkly humorous there are. Yeah. <laughs> they are, you know, just but, the whole uh, I'm going to make this pencil disappear. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just going to say, I mean, two of the two of the first scenes that feature him uh, uh, strongly are, you know, obviously the bank robbery, which, yeah. which uh, kind of shows how, how cunning and devious he is. And then yeah. again, the, the the pencil trick on Spawn. because yes that was the actor who played spawn for anyone who didn't know Uh, michael jai white michael jai white that's right that is correct so yeah uh again we we'll we'll probably at some point have a special dark knight episode of the show where we'll deep dive on all this stuff but that is a phenomenal sequel that yeah again could also be argued as actually and i actually i won't even say argued i think just is better than the first film and i love batman begins but like that yeah, just definitely. raises the again like Terminator Two kind of just raises the bar, raises the stakes, builds that world even more so. Yeah, exactly. Love definitely it. agree with that. And I, and uh, also too, we should. <laughs> I, I want to give a little love to Two Face because I, I think I think yeah. Two Face was is vastly underrated in the in this oh, film. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing I was uh, last time I watched it. I watched it not too long ago, maybe a few months back. And just one of the things I'm like, man. If it weren't for Heath Ledger, I think Aaron Eckhart's performance would have been like so. Like you know, he did a really good job in that he did. movie. And I, 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 I liked the little plot element of like, is is Harvey Dent Batman? I, I thought that was a lot of fun in there as well. Yeah, that was and cool. The way they had that to kind of big. played with the duality of Batman and, and Bruce. And uh, again, it's it's a great film. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it, love yeah. it, love it. All right, so yeah. now after raising the bar so high with the Dark Knight, I'm gonna. Bring it just <laughs> crashing down to earth <laughs> with <laughs> man. All right. So we're going to get a little nerdy with my next couple of worst sequel picks. And, yeah, no worries. And I ain't mad at it because it has to be said. <laughs> sure. Fucking Highlander too. Jesus oh, no. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there can be only one. <laughs> oh yeah. There should have only been one fucking movie. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about Highlander Two. Uh, uh, Highlander One uh, is one of those movies that came out, you know, the middle '80s, like I think like '86 or so. It, it came out, yeah, and you know, it didn't do great at the box office. It didn't overpower at the box office, but it was one of those movies that caught life um, in, in video stores, and, and yeah. uh, you know, it was rented and, and grew this this big audience through through VHS rentals and and. Uh, sure. You know, in the early 90s, the studios were like, hey, man, people love that fucking Highlander movie now. Let's go back to the well on this shit. And it's like they hadn't even watched the first one. <laughs> I mean, it's so fucking brutal to watch. And, <laughs> like, all of a sudden, these immortals are from another planet. And yeah. they're able to resurrect Sean Connery's character, who was viciously decapitated in the first one. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's so bad. And it doesn't yeah. get any better with Highlander 3 and 4. Highlander 3 and 4 are also trash, but 2 is by far the most egregious. It lit the garbage fire. It really did, and <laughs> Highlander is a series that I really wish was so much better than it actually is, But uh, so I just have to take Highlander 1 for all it is and, and just love Highlander 1, because yeah. Clancy Brown is a Kurgan, <laughs> fucking phenomenal. Yeah. 
Yeah, it deserved more. <laughs> it really, really did. I feel like I'm in Highlander. <laughs> What's the Highlander? It's a movie. Any good? Very good. It I... won the Academy Award. Oh, for what? For best movie ever made. Oh, man. What do you got, my friend? All right. Well, going with another one that's probably not a lot of people really like this one i'm gonna go with uh, the lost world jurassic park okay okay <laughs> the, the, the this, is, this one is one here. of your best yeah the, the spielberg yeah. one lost world right yeah 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 the second one where it was uh dr malcolm jeff goldblum okay as the main character you're right yeah no <laughs> a lot of people don't like that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's funny like i just remember I think it was one of those things where I, it came out at the right time for me. Like, sure. I remember loving the original, like, whole bunch. That was, you know, one of my favorites of all time. And I just remember really liking Jeff Goldblum's character in that movie. And he, he just came off as this, like, suave kind of D-bag, but, like, really got humbled towards the end of it. And I think, I think that's kind of one thing. It might be worth a rewatch just to kind of see how... That, that comparison and how his character developed into where he was kind of just like this arrogant guy to a degree that kind of was on top of everything into this guy that's basically just constantly suffering PTSD of like this whole dinosaur situation. And just, I don't know, there, there was something cool about it. I, I think what I liked was um, just when they were out there trying to like catch the dinosaurs you know, I think as a kid, I had all the little toys, the little uh, dinosaur catching toys, little die cast metal ones. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I just I remember I really liked that one. I love the concept. One of my favorite scenes, I think, even to this day is the scene where that giant uh, science lab is on the edge of the cliff and it's about to fall off the edge. Oh, with the glass and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that sticks with me to this day, just because I remember as a kid just using all my toys, getting string and like hanging <laughs> things off the edge of the couch just to like recreate some sort of similar scene. I just, I just think it was like one of those things that set up that like, this is what tension is. This is what like crazy awesome. And just the, the way that it was constantly like technology versus nature kind of thing. It just always stuck with me as a concept. So definitely a nostalgia pick for me. I, I see it now and nowhere near a very good movie, but definitely one that, that sticks with me to this day just for, you know, all the crazy stuff that it did. And it ends in San Diego. Which is cool. <laughs> I, I was just, just going to say you love watching that T-Rex run in downtown San Diego. <laughs> like he's trying to get fucking Comic-Con tickets or something. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, that one, like I said, I accept that it's not a great movie, but definitely one that stuck with me um, just from all the crazy fun stuff that went on with it. All right, um, I got gotcha. you. And, and going into sequels, you know what? Let, let's make this slightly related. Sequels with Jeff Goldblum that aren't good. Independence Day Resurgence. <laughs> oh, fuck, was he in that? I forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So much, so much stuff was going on in that movie, and he was just kind of like the side character because they basically couldn't get Will Smith to do it because right, he was right, doing right, something right. else, I guess. So they kill off Will Smith's character, and I guess it's his son. And... Spoilers, huh? 
<laughs> yeah, but yeah. Spoilers in the first five minutes, you see it, his his picture from the from the '90s movie on the wall, and you're just like, oh, okay. So I guess he's not in this. And then Jeff Goldblum is kind of just, you know, bumbling around as he as he does, but he just has so so little to do in this movie, <laughs> and just the whole concept of it. Just oh, I wanted to like it so much because I love Independence Day. Like it's one of my favorites. But, right. But it just wasn't great. It was just like, okay, like, basically, we could have stopped this, but we were being dumbasses, and our technology still isn't good enough, even though it's a lot better than it was. It was kind of more of the same, but just worse. <laughs> mm, interesting. Yeah, I still haven't seen that because, uh, yeah, I just can't bring myself to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's another one of those where it's like, there's a lot of flashy action that's kind of fun. But they call that flaction. <laughs> flaction, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't feel very, very high stakes, I guess. Even though you know the fate of the world is at hand, I suppose. <laughs> I, I, I have a ton of movies to catch up on for like the last six or seven years uh, with, with school and everything, and that that is not high on the list. So <laughs> yeah, it's pretty low. Yeah, yeah, you can you can push it lower. <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough. Let's see. Now, where will I go next? The funny part is I'm actually running out of bad sequels. I still have a bunch of good ones, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tell you. Uh, let's talk about a movie we have talked about a little bit already on the, on this podcast previously, uh, but I want to make sure that it's out there. Okay. Evil Dead 2. Yeah, that's on my list. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to be, be robbing from your list, Raj. <laughs> no, I mean, it's on there for a good reason. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's, it's a movie that, that builds off that first one, which is phenomenally fun. This... I kind of like turns it up to 11. It gets a little bit more zany, a little bit more crazy, a little bit more bloody, yeah. a little bit more action packed as, as the story <laughs> kind of like, like broadens and, and de- deepens a little bit more and, and deepens, you know, in that horror movie kind of way. It doesn't get like super sure. complex or anything. <laughs> yeah. It's not psychological thriller. To that no, degree, but, but it, but it, it's Ash. <laughs> it's, it's Bruce Campbell at his, at his damn finest. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a stellar picture. If you haven't seen evil dead two by now, what the fuck are you doing? Pause the podcast, watch it and come back. <laughs> yeah right no i i mean yeah like you said it's bruce campbell at his finest you know I, i'm still impressed by that scene where he pulls himself over doing a front flip in the uh when his hand is going crazy right <laughs> i'm just like his commitment to making that realistic was so authentic it, it's one of the the greatest things of that movie i, I i'm with you on that uh <laughs> i think for the one of my one of my bad sequels that I'm going to get to right now. Um, you know what? Let's put this one. Let's put this one on the list. Okay. I am a fan. Before I say the name, I I, I want to d- disclose. I am a fan of this series of films. I think most of the films in this series are pretty darn awesome, pretty darn entertaining. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, just top notch action, great stunts, great effects, visuals. The, the, the plots are good, um, but boy, oh boy, after this one came out, I I didn't think the series was going to get off the ground again. I was like, that might have just kicked it right in the in the throat to, oh, oh boy. But Mission oh. Impossible Two. Oh wow, yeah. Fuck, it is so not good. Oh and man, it had every reason to be really good. Uh, uh, John Woo directing a, a great Hong mm-hmm. Kong action film director going to take Mission Impossible to the next level as far as, as high-stakes espionage action. Uh, and it's just a mess. Yeah. It's, a, it's a terrible story. Uh, 
Um, it, and and to, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm, making, I'm insulting John Woo because I'm such a fan of John Woo's work. But he he's almost sure. he's almost aping himself to a certain extent. Okay. Like like he kind of pulls out a lot of his uh, usual bag of tricks, but ah, but see. with a, with but with a Tom Cruise vehicle. <laughs> the 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 absolute best thing I can say about Mission Impossible Two is uh, that because of the injury to Doug Ray Scott during the filming of this, we got Hugh Jackman to be Wolverine in the first X Men movie. <laughs> because Doug Ray wow. Scott was gonna be Wolverine, and I definitely don't see that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we, we we I think I think uh, I think the, the X Men series got very fortunate to get Hugh Jackman. So that's the best thing I can say about Mission Impossible Two is that Hugh Jackman became Wolverine. <laughs> Because I That's guess awesome. Tom Cruise broke Doug Ray Scott's arm. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, you know, he gets pretty into it. <laughs> he does his own stunts. What are you going to do? Yeah. So, yeah, that's a real turd. Skip that one. Go from one to three. Just yeah. forget two. So three picks it up pretty well? Three does. Three gets the franchise back on track. Um, and then yeah. when they go into... Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol. Is that the, is that the one or is it... That's four. Okay. All right, yeah, I'm really bad with all the names. Once they once they started like naming them all, I got really. Yeah. I'm like, which one's that one? But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the one where they go to like Dubai and they're on the big tall Dubai, building yeah. and the sandstorm. Yeah, the, that, the tower. Fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah. But yeah, they're really good after that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of where I where I start watching them. Mm-hmm. I pick up from four and everything after that is really good. So. Awesome. But right. you know, one is so iconic. Also, it's... yeah, I still like one. It's it's not nearly the same level as far as like the stunts and the action go, but I still really sure. like the first one. Yeah, yeah, I think it's fair. Mm-hmm. All right, bud, what you got? All right, well, you know, going along the lines of a <clears throat> an action movie, I guess, but an action comedy. One of my favorites, Rush Hour Two. <laughs> right on. Yeah, sure. that one uh, definitely. I remember seeing that in the theater with my best friend back in. It must have been sixth or seventh grade. It was just me and him. We were kicking it, and you know, two bros watching the movie, watching you know Jack Chan and Chris Tucker just <laughs> doing all this crazy awesome stuff. And I think it just we we picked up so many lines from that movie that were kind of just inside jokes from there on out, you know. <laughs> but it was just such a fun movie. Um, I I think a lot better than the original. I think Rush Hour One was cool, but Rush Hour Two just kicked it up a notch and that one was great so definitely one that's kind of a like i said a lot of them are like nostalgia picks for me they they stuck with me at certain points of my life but uh that one i think it probably still holds up i think it's still pretty funny and the you know jackie chan you can't go wrong with the action there so sure good stuff all right (laughs) so and going opposite end of that (laughs) that's uh, a way to put it yeah, do I want to go? Do I want to go straight turd, or do I want to go disappointment? <laughs> you know, let, let, let's let's go disappointment, and then we'll we'll start handing out the turd awards. Uh, I'm gonna do Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions. I'm gonna kind of tie those those two sequels together. Very very it's, fair. Yeah, it's basically one big movie that they cut into two, but yeah, it just it's it tried so hard to just keep pushing the boundaries of what it was doing. But honestly, the, the matrix in itself, I, I know you're not the hugest fan of it. And I think it, it just, it came out for me again. One of those things where it came out at the right time where it was just kind of like that whole internet culture was just kind of like 
it seems so foreign but so cool yeah <laughs> just the sure. whole you know sunglasses and trench coat aesthetic and you're just like oh man this is so cool this technology and this is like the, these dark future themes you know like a different take on cyberpunk almost you know just in a different direction um the original stuck with me and just did so many groundbreaking things you know just cg wise and it just changed a lot of film techniques from there on out but i just felt like the other ones were just trying to build on a world that you weren't really asking for i guess i don't know it was like this, you kind of understood where the story was going to continue at the end of the first Matrix, but just the implementation of it was just kind of lackluster. It, it just didn't have that same spark as the first one. I mean, maybe you could kind of say that that came down to Neo basically just being too good at everything. You know, nothing was a struggle anymore. He could just, you knew he could just beat everybody if he wanted to. Right. So <laughs> it kind of had the problem where, you know, the first one was awesome because it was Neo trying to get past basically his own mental block to you know let go and just be able to do anything and that built that whole character builds arc was just great but once he had attained that you're like okay so then what's the challenge you know <laughs> so you knew he was going to come out on top no matter what and it was just like well he's, he's just kind of beating everybody it's not really that impressive i guess <laughs> so yeah that one was kind of just I don't dislike the movie, but I just think it could have been better. You know, it was kind of just disappointing in comparison to the original. What was what was the name of the the, the place the humans lived in in the Zion? Zion, yes, right, yeah, 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 that that park up in California. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, when they had the giant rave there, I was like, yeah, I hate this. <laughs> yeah, that that whole scene, I was just like, especially as a kid, I'm just like, the hell. <laughs> You know, we're 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 bat- in a battle for our, our the fate of humanity, but you know, sure, let's have a rave, <laughs> <laughs> giant rave orgy. Yeah, yeah, it was super that was weird. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, I I, get, I hear you on that. That's definitely uh, not uh, top tier sequel material, in my opinion, as well. Yeah, sadly no. <laughs> All right, so for one of my best sequels, yeah, we're gonna go back a little bit into, into the days of my youth. And a, a movie, right. a movie that I watched with just wonder in my eyes. I was like, "What am I watching? This is the craziest, weirdest, most insane fucking thing I've ever seen." And I love it, and I love it so fucking much. And that yeah. would be the one, the only, the Road Warrior. Yeah, nice. Yeah, the second <laughs> entry in the Mad Max series. Uh, uh, again, uh, just kind of like another game changer as far as like what an action movie could be at the time and, and like this mm. post-apocalyptic kind of scariest fuck world where everyone's battling for gasoline and stuff like that. It's uh, <laughs> If you haven't seen The Road Warrior recently, I think it holds up insanely well. And yeah. it's it's a blast to watch. The, the Mad Max series is all pretty darn good, so. Yeah, yeah, no, I should definitely go back and watch that. I don't I don't know that I've, you know, seen them other than just on TV, so... I might have to go back and watch the theatrical cut. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not crazy about uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. I like the first half of that flick better than I like the second half of it. Um, sure, but still, it's a solid enough film. But The Road Warrior is kind of like the one where you're like, "Whoa, that guy just got <laughs> smashed by two trucks." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty, oh, pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, and then for for a uh, for not so great sequel. 
uh, unfortunately, I had to uh, besmirch one of, one of my favorites, and uh, that that, but it's fair. I, I love the first one so very much, but its sequels are not great, and it's, <laughs> it starts with with the second entry, and that would be RoboCop Two. Ah, yes. Such a bummer. <laughs> yeah, movies, the first one was great. <laughs> one of those movies I just tried so hard to like. Even as a kid, I just I tried so hard to think it was good and like it, but it's so dumb. It's just so dumb. It's like <laughs> robots hooked on drugs and all kinds of weird stuff, and it's just like, what is happening right now? Like inject oh, the man. inject the brain with the drugs. There's a there's a like a cyborg thing, and you inject the brain with the drugs, and it makes the cyborg the. Uh, it's just a mess. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> Robocop three isn't much better, though. I did like him getting a jetpack, but that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I was a fan of that. Now let me ask you this. Um, I I have heard not good things, but did you ever did you watch the reboot that they tried a couple of years ago? No, you know that was one that. Yeah, I, I heard mixed things about it. I heard from some people that it was all right. Other people were like, no, it's not great. But, uh, I mean, yeah, no, I, I just never got around to it. But I, I wouldn't be opposed to watching it. The, the first the first the original film is so unique in its, its vision from uh, director uh, Paul Verhoeven that uh, I no. definitely think that was going to be hard to replicate sort of the uh, all the crazy messages they were trying to put out there in, the, in that flick. And, uh, you yeah. know, obviously once he wasn't involved in the sequel, it, it wasn't going to be the same. Mm-hmm. But but it is directed by Irving Kirshner, who directed Empire Strikes Back. So you you kind of ho- had hope. Yeah. And initially, the the the, the initial screenplay for Robocop Two was written by uh, the Dark Knight Returns Frank Miller. But, oh wow! But all that got thrown out the window. So. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> so we got <laughs> the makings of something good. <laughs> yeah. So we got, we got the movie we got instead, and it was not good. Ah, oh, that sucks. Yeah. All right. So that's a that's a bad one. And like I said, I, I kick it off with RoboCop 2, but you can also put it in RoboCop 3 if you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, my friend. Yeah. You're up. What do you got? All right. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm actually getting down uh, pretty low because I think we did have a couple of No, we're, we're, al- we're almost done. Don't worry. Yeah. So uh, this one kind of just got pushed down the list. I, I don't think it's, like, super amazing, but I did really enjoy it. Was the uh, Halloween 2019, the, the sequel. Hey, all right. That's a good one. Solid pick. Yeah, that one... Yeah, I, I thought that one was, uh, it did a lot of justice to the original. It kept, you know, the characters intact. And I think we talked about it on the Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. Not the not the movie-themed one, but the uh, actual event. <laughs> the actual, yeah, the, you know, October 31st. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we talked about how, you know, one of, one of the coolest things about the Halloween franchise is that there's always this room for interpretation on whether or not Michael Myers is supernatural. You know, it's it's one of the coolest aspects of it to me. It's like you can take it as, yes, he is the incarnation of evil and that's why he can do all these crazy things. But at the same time, you could be a skeptic about it and be like, well, technically, you could just explain it away by this, this or this. Sure. Which, you know, it, it's it's a cool approach that not a lot of scary movies take. It's usually very like, no, this is supernatural and it's straightforward. But honestly, when it's like left up to your interpretation, it just makes it more personal to you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's why Michael Myers is just like one of those iconic horror movie characters 
because he is basically what you want him to be. He's he's any level of evil that you choose. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you pointed out uh, that film because I I like that one as well. Um, and I I went back and forth pretty heavily about whether I should include some horror stuff in there, some like some more horror stuff because obviously sure. those are those are big deal franchises. Um, yeah, but I I think everyone's pretty aware that with most horror franchises, it's kind of like a the 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 law of diminishing returns. Sure. You know, like you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. As a series overall, is still a lot of fun, but the uh-huh. original is still the best. You know, sure. you, you can't be like, oh, no way, Freddy's Dead's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't get those arguments too often. Uh, I suppose there's a decent argument for Freddy Three, the Dream Warriors one, but I still think the original, the OG, is still the classic, and that's kind of how it is for all the horror flicks. I mean, sure. You know, maybe if you wanted to get into the nitty gritty with Friday the Thirteenth, you could you could talk about how two is better than the first one because you actually get Jason killing people yeah, for the first yeah. time. That, that's fair. That'd be a good argument. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, um, no, I'm, I'm glad you pointed out the, uh, the, uh, the, the sort of the, the, the newer sequelization of an old classic that actually worked out pretty yeah. darn well. So good, good call. Good call. Yeah. That one's fun. So, uh, let's start getting into the real crap here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ghost rider spirit of vengeance. Ooh, <laughs> Yeah, this was good. a not flaming curd. <laughs> <laughs> it was on his head. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh man, this one. I, did you ever watch this one? I don't think I've seen it all the way through. Yeah, I remember. I, I think we were talking about it once, and you said that like you literally fell asleep for part of it. I think because it was bad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a shame. Ghost Rider is a character that I love to pieces, and every time yeah. they try to bring him into, well, even in the comic books, he has not quite recaptured his glory from the early late eighties, early nineties, uh, and yeah. his cinematic interpretations are definitely lackluster. Well, I mean, Nicholas Cage just—I don't know, man. <laughs> he like in the first one, he was definitely playing it weird. But this one, he just went full crazy on. Like, <laughs> he he just like embraced that. Yeah, got a spirit of a demon in me, and uh, I'm just gonna be weird as hell. Like, there would just be like scenes where he's just like literally just standing there, moving around weird until somebody does something, and like he's just like starts laughing maniacally randomly, and you're just right. like, dude, what the hell? Like. I don't know. It, it tried to like make him like a, a, a psycho character instead of, you know, the spirit of vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> As, I think but, I'd heard that before. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, there, there's like literal scene where like, there's like a kid in the movie and he's just like imagining ghost Rider pissing fire or something. And yes, it's just like, I heard of scene. this is the, the level of jokes we're doing. <laughs> so it's like, Oh man, it, it had it had potential. I'm like, oh, it's got Christopher Lambert. That's cool, but his character was short lived. So <laughs> I don't know. It, it had a cool scene where he made this giant like uh, construction thing into like a giant motorcycle, which mm-hmm. I guess was cool. But that was it. <laughs> That's all it had. So yeah, you, you can avoid that one. Uh, yeah, I think it's a safe bet. <laughs> All right, so what am I? One of one of I guess this one. I guess maybe I should have done this earlier when we had connecting films, because uh, I uh-huh. somehow overlooked these on my list. Uh, for best sequel, I'm going to give the nod on this to Superman Two. Oh, very nice. Yeah, the, very the, nice. the Christopher Reeve led Superman Two with uh, with the the great battle with with General Zod and 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 uh, Ursa and and uh, what was the other guy's name? 
the big guy. Fuck, I forgot already. I had it. <laughs> <laughs> Kneel before Zod! But uh, I love Superman 2. It's a controversial picture in, in a lot of fans' eyes because there is the, the version that I grew up with, which is the, the Richard Lester version, um, uh, who took over production after the producers fired uh, Richard Donner from completing it. Uh, yeah. So there's actually two versions of the film that exist. The one that I grew up with, and then there's a Richard Donner cut that uh, uh, exists on DVD and home video now that you can watch. Um, oh, cool. The Donner version's got some some nice parts that I really really like, but I you know I still like like you were saying with, with the nostalgia stuff. I, yeah. I I'm kind of nostalgic for that that OG version that I grew up watching. I get it. Yeah, the the scene at Niagara Falls is a little hokey. It's a little whatever. <laughs> but sure, I, I love some of the ideas in there, like the the you know. Clark wants to give up his powers to be with Lois, and and yeah. that's when General Zod attacks, and he's like doesn't know what's going on because they're in the fortress and they're just making the whoopee while General Zod's taking over the planet, and then he has to realize, <laughs> oh fuck, now I got to get my powers back, and then again you get uh, what I thought, especially at the time as a kid in the early '80s, a fucking great battle of between Superman and Zod and his forces, and it's just awesome. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's so enjoyable. Christopher Reeve's still the best Superman. Uh, that that's been on film, and I say that as a man who's admitted to having a giant crush on Henry Cavill. So, <laughs> <laughs> definitely, I, I I love Superman too. It's definitely a, a nostalgic favorite, and it has a special place in my heart. <laughs> but you awesome. know what? You I know like... what? You know what doesn't have a soft spot in my heart, Roger? What's that? What's that? Superman three. <laughs> Superman three is shit. <laughs> hey, and guess what? Oh, yeah. So is Superman four. <laughs> yeah. Kind of the quest for peace, more like the quest of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, those are not good sequels, my friend. Those make my worst list, uh, and they they mercifully put Superman out of his misery uh, as they were just di- gigantic turds. Um, yeah. You know, you have Richard Pryor, Rich, Richard Pryor, and Robert Vaughn in Superman Three. Uh, you, you have the introduction of I think it was Black Kryptonite that splits him into two beings, and one's like you know one's like drunk Superman who flicks peanuts at whiskey bottles in a bar oh man we need more drunk superman oh boy (laughs) oh boy it's so weird it's so fucking weird and dumb and then the quest for peace with uh with uh the you you get gene hackman to come back as lex luther uh yeah but he's trying to create a a super being to fight superman and you just the the you create the nuclear man are you kidding me and superman's (laughs) superman's plan for world peace is to take everyone's missiles (laughs) and throw them into the sun yeah, that's, so... that's one way to do it. And like he kind of sort of is like, I'm doing this, <laughs> and you're just going to let me. And they're like, okay, he's Superman. Let's just give him all the rockets. Fuck it. Yeah. You can't say no. He is Superman. I, I feel like uh, I feel like uh, uh, at the time, the producers saw Rocky Balboa end communism in Rocky IV, and they're like, well, su- well, Superman can make world <laughs> peace too. <laughs> oh, man. But boy, yeah, that, you... that's a real train wreck. Maybe some of the Rocky movies should have made the list. <laughs> oh yeah, Rocky Five's not good at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a non-boxing show, Roger. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you got anything left? Uh, yeah, so I'd say probably my number one. Okay. It's gonna be the Two Towers, Lord of the Rings. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's. I mean. Maybe, I mean, probably Dark Knight would have been my number one actual pick, but definitely but I stole Two it. Towers. It's mine. 
Yeah. <laughs> Two Towers is definitely one of the classics for me. I definitely put that, that one on top. I think it it surpasses the first one because the first one's just a lot of like story and character building to kind of tell the story that happens in two and three, mm-hmm. you know? Sure, sure, sure. But I mean, nothing, nothing's going to beat that battle of Helm's deep. You know, that was just, just such an awesome scene of just tension and, you know, constant swaying back and forth of the tide of battle. And it was just so awesome. I just, so many cool things happened in that movie love all the characters lord of the rings that whole franchise is one of the best to me i think it still holds up oh hell yeah Um, hell yeah yeah peter jackson did some awesome stuff in that uh just all the cool practical effects to make it so you know it's it still looks good to this day you know he didn't try to over cg it like he did with the hobbit which was unfortunate but uh yeah but yeah no definitely one of my faves of all time two towers for sure (laughs) Okay, nice one, nice one. And uh, getting to the bottom, uh, you know, I'll probably tie it off with this one. I'm going to go with uh, Transformers, Age of Extinction, and The Last Knight. Basically, uh, four and five of the Michael Bay series. (laughs) They got you. Yeah, basically, I mean... You know, Michael Bay Transformers, you go in there, you're you're, kind of not expecting too much. You're going in there for a good popcorn flick a good feel-good movie you know say what you will about Shia LaBeouf and that whole human aspect of the Michael Bay original trilogy but you know it was it was enjoyable and we loved our Transformers and it was just cool to see him on the big screen but then they tried to go all grimdark with it and killed off a bunch of your favorites from the originals and made it so the humans were evil again and you're just like, haven't we established that the Transformers are like on our side? Why are we now trying to kill them all? <laughs> you know, it's like just yeah, this constant yeah. like, we're allies, but not anymore because there's this one a hole that is put in this bill that gives them power to kill the Transformers again. They just kind of retreaded the same crap. And the worst part was is that I don't really remember what happened or why. <laughs> like at least I could kind of vaguely tell you what happened in the first three Transformers movies, but this one was just like, yeah, and then we got this Steve Jobs character that basically makes new Transformers that are better than the originals somehow, but you know, they're <laughs> made out of pixels in real life. So yeah, I, <laughs> it was I, just it was terrible. I can't even <laughs> remember the last. I think I think I watched the whatever the last Shia LaBeouf one was was my last Transformers exposure. I think that was the, the third one, right? Third one, yeah. That's yeah. the last so one. So I, I completed the trilogy, if you will. <laughs> but yeah, like, like kind of like what I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, it's like with like each one was diminishing returns. I was like, yeah, these are all so dumb. Um, yeah. And, and they, they just kind of became like weird robot porn at some time, at some point too, because they'd be fighting and I'm like, I don't know what's happening on the screen. It's just metal, yeah. metal rubbing together in weird ways. <laughs> it's making me uncomfortable it's making me very uncomfortable it looks like a lot of chafing going on up there they need some kind of lubricant yeah it kind of was just like a bunch of metal and explosions happening until you see optimus doing some cool ass thing and then kill somebody like in a really brutal way and that that was pretty much the payoff of at least the original movies Mm -hmm. in this one it was just kind of like well Optimus might be bad for part of it. I don't know. I'm not sure why. 
<laughs> gotcha. Just stuff happened. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. Know. That said, I never saw the Bumblebee one, the kind of soft reboot that they did. Yeah, I've, I've heard good things, but I haven't watched it either myself. So I'm, I'm with yeah, you on that. I, Maybe I'll get to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I heard they kind of took some of the more uh, T1 models of the uh, Transformers, which was, which was cool in the whole Cybertron scene. So seeing the actual original, you know, cartoon based characters seemed kind of cool. So I think I'll definitely have to go back and watch that one. All right. Let's it see. It can't be any worse. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> All, All right. right. What do you got? Well, so I'm going to, I'm going to kind of turn back a little bit on, 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 on us here. I'm going to kind of go back towards the beginning of the episode a little bit here because, uh, okay. uh for, for one of, one of my best sequels, one of my, one of my personal favorite sequels is, is one yeah. that I think is overlooked by a lot of folks, uh, in, yourself included, apparently. <laughs> uh, but that would be Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. I yeah, love the Temple of Doom so very, very much. Um, it, I love how dark it is. I love uh, uh, just like that it's actually like a prequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark because it uh, it's set like two years before the events of Raiders. So you're seeing yeah. a different Indiana Jones than you see in Raiders. Uh, and you kind of see how he kind of turns into the Indiana Jones from Raiders. Uh, but also, as I've gotten older, I, I love the mythology around the movie, too. Uh, like, all the strange things that happened on the filming and how, like, according to, like, the, the legend around the movie, like, the guy who played Molaram just kind of showed up. And then after they were done filming, he just kind of disappeared. <laughs> and stuff like that. I'm like, this is fucking weird and crazy. So it almost has, like, a ghost story aspect behind the filming of it. Wow, so uh, awesome! Yeah, yeah, I had no idea. I I really really like Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. I think it's over. Uh, I think it's often overlooked because it is darker. Um, uh-huh. You know, there's there's hearts being pulled into people's chests, but yeah, that makes an impression on a young boy when he sees that. So <laughs> it has a soft that spot in my heart that's still in my chest. <laughs> yeah, it's good that you kept it there. Yeah, yeah. Please don't pull it out. <laughs> so I I love Temple of Doom. I'm I am a big fan. I know that I may be. Uh, in, uh, in in the, the lower percentage of people who enjoy that film as much as I do, but I don't care. Sure. I think it's fucking rad. No, yeah, no, definitely. I, when I chose Last Crusade, it, it only barely beat it just because I had seen it more as a kid, you know? So I think, I don't know why, I, maybe because it, w- it was darker that they didn't show Temple of Doom as often. Well, and then you also <laughs> get Harrison Ford doing what he does best, which is... Moloram, prepare to meet Kali. In hell. That's so good. Yes. Like, Legendary line. <laughs> yeah, when, when Harrison Ford's wishing you go to hell, I mean, it's it's basically happening. It's it's a guarantee. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> Call it a day. For let's see, what do I got left for worst sequels? Uh let let's let's tie to to something you talked about earlier, though right. though slightly unconnected. Uh Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom. That yeah, you what know, a, I was thinking about that one too. What a good god. You know, Jurassic Park got all this good momentum, good good feelings for me again with uh with the la- with the first one in the new wave. Well, what was the, the yeah? What was that new one that the first one they did? Jurassic World, yeah. It's just Jurassic World, yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. It's not Jurassic Park. It's Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, that second one, my God, come on, man, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. It was. It wasn't great. They 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 took the the hybridization to the next, I guess, illogical step, and made war raptors. <laughs> you know, you had so much. Good, I feel like there was so much. Good, again, so much good stuff coming out of that that first Jurassic World movie, 
to build on. And it's just like, that's the direction you went in. Yeah. Didn't care yeah, for it. It, was, it wasn't great. And, you know, one thing I actually realized about the movie after I watched it, none of the main characters died. Right. None of them. Like in every other Jurassic Park movie, somebody from like your original cast that you start the movie with dies. You know, that's part of the tension. You know, some of the protagonists die from the dinosaurs. Nobody died in this movie. It's it so- was like just a bunch of inconsequential bad people died for the most part. But like none of the protagonists died. You, you would think like the, the nerdy girl or the nerdy dude would have died. No, nope. they, they made it out they fine. Made it out. Everybody's good. And then you got the weird cloning storyline going on. And it's just, it's oh, just not that good. That was the worst part. It's not even like a, it's not even like a good, bad movie. It's just a bad movie. Yeah. I mean, Chris Pratt did what he could to make that fun, but even he couldn't save that one. It was just like, they did not need to add that cloning arc to it. It was just so unnecessary. And you could see it coming from a mile away. Yeah, yep. <laughs> It was just, there, there's no twist here. It's just a bunch of things happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I agree with that one. So uh, you got any more on your list? I only have one, one stinker left. So if you got anything good, take it. <laughs> well, I, I, the, go ahead. Let's do your stinker. Cause I only, I have, a, I only have like one more thing to really do. And it's kind of a weird one anyway. So go ahead. Okay. Well, this one, is basically a, a long overdue apology to listeners of the show, and it's, <laughs> it's the Predator. <laughs> oh, well played, sir. Well played. Bravo. Yeah, that one, uh, you know, it wasn't great as much as we tried. Yeah. <laughs> and we really, really tried. We really tried. We tried to spin <laughs> that into a good movie. Oh, we, we polished the hell out of that turd. And yeah. <laughs> It was a diamond turd by the end of it, but it was still a turd. Yeah, it really, really is. We, gosh darn it, we were so excited. <laughs> Our hype was keeping us going yeah. until it finally faded out, and we're like, "No, this wasn't actually good." <laughs> you know, I, I, as, as the, uh, as the namesake of, of the show and the, and the, the, the driving force behind it, um, there are, are plenty of episodes of the show that I'm, in, I'm not super proud of. Uh, <laughs> but for us to do this episode so early in this show's run, I was like, oh man, looking back, not a great idea. <laughs> I think we, we were just so high on the previous Predator episodes that we did, and we had so much fun with those, and we're like, how could it go wrong? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we, we bought in hook, hook, line, and sinker to the, to the, the idea of Shane Black coming back and, and, and yeah. taking Predators back to where it should have been, and... Yeah, I mean, the God's honest truth is they should have left it with Robert Rodriguez and let him do a sequel to uh, the other Predator that he did. Yeah, the Predators movie. Yeah, yeah. I really like that one. I it's it really good. Terrific. Yeah, I, I was considering putting it on my sequel list, too. But, uh, I, yeah, I guess I guess I will because I, I have an extra slot. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll add Predators to my one of my favorite sequels. Um, I thought it was super underrated. I don't know why people kind of panned it. I mm-hmm. thought it was great. The cast was great. You know, just each of the characters bringing their own, you know, unique personalities to the table. But, uh, yeah, sadly, the Predator was the worst. <laughs> yeah, I hear you on that. Uh, so this one, this is going to be a little hard to explain. Okay. Okay, because I guess technically one of these movies does qualify. At, I guess it, it could go on the, my best sequel list, but I, I'll just say it. I'm talking okay. about... 
X2, X-Men United. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it is better than the first X-Men film. Yeah, I think so. But it's not as good as I remember it being. <laughs> <laughs> also fair. <laughs> so I have a hard time kind of considering it like, on my best sequels list, but I definitely wanted to put X-Men 3, The Last Stand, on my worst yeah. sequels list because that is... Jeez. <sighs> so bad. So bad. I'm the juggernaut, <laughs> bitch. Fuck off. Get out of here. It's so dumb. It's... The, it's. Oh, man. I... Whew. They just they just can't handle the phoenix. They can't. Like, too they hot can't to handle. It's too hot to handle. That phoenix force is too powerful. <laughs> there's there's no oven mitt strong enough to handle the phoenix. <laughs> yeah, it just it was not great. It was fun as a kid, but you look at that now and you're like, nope, this is not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, just just to kind of address X two real quick, uh, yeah. I, I I remember liking. I think I remember liking it more than I actually do. There's certain scenes I like a lot. But I think oh, as, yeah. as, as, a, as a whole, it's still like, it, it's a good picture, but it's like, man, it doesn't need to be on my, my best sequels list. But sure. X3 needs to be on my worst sequels list, because good lord. <laughs> that is a turd uh, factory. It was pretty bad. Yeah, they, they took some weird direction on that one. I have no idea what they were trying to do. But uh, yeah, no, X2, I still remember like the Nightcrawler scene, that, that opening scene, scene there great. was still... One of my faves. When, uh, when, uh, when, uh, when, uh, when, uh, when, uh, Jesus Christ, I can't even remember the character's name. Uh, Stryker. When Stryker, uh, attacks the school and Wolverine, un, you know, just unhinged Wolverine going berserker crazy. Loved it. That's amazing. But those are kind of like are the highlights. It's still a good picture. It's, it's still a solid X Men movie. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, I remember loving those scenes so much that I think they kind of, uh, kind of uh, rose-colored glasses for the rest of the movie, which is still fine. Sure, I love those scenes so much. <laughs> but I do want to end us on a high note with uh, with with what I consider to be one of the best sequels, um, and that would be again going back to another film that I talked about earlier. We're going back to yeah. the Mad Max universe because Fury Road is fucking dynamite. Yeah, that one was fun. Yeah, Mad Max Fury Road is a movie that I. Um, you know, I guess if I were to have a, a, a the, my my biggest critique of Mad Max Fury Road is that like Mad Max is not even like the most interesting character in the film, <laughs> like yeah. he's just kind of there, which sure. I guess is uh you know I guess you know it's not great for him as a character, but but uh, you know Tom Hardy was a good Mad Max and I'm fine with that, but the yeah. the the action the story the whole thing I really like Mad Max. I know yeah. I know some people will kind of. Re- some people kind of reduce it because it's like, oh, they get to the destination, then they go backwards again, and it's like that's the movie. They go one place and then they go back, and it's like, well, it's <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> there's, there's, there's a whole thing going on. To go, yeah. <laughs> but for the action alone, the just the the, the pure insanity, the the practical filming, the, the all of it, it's just stellar. It's so good. George Miller was on fire with this movie. <laughs> And, Plus the dude playing the guitar on the front. Um, <laughs> I think I think it's like a dark feature Conan O'Brien, right? Isn't that the? <laughs> it looked like it. <laughs> yeah, Fury Road is awesome. That is a phenomenal sequel, and it also serves as like a that's almost like a soft reboot as well, because yeah. uh, they're going to be doing more Mad Max movies with Furiosa, from what I've heard. Oh really? Yeah. I, actually, I think I feel like I feel like this is the next Mad Max might be a. Furiosa prequel or something. I, I I could be getting my facts mixed up on that. 
Oh yeah, I hadn't heard about. We'll so. have to we'll have to do a news episode sooner or later, and we'll 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 uh, I'll have to research that a little bit more closely. But there's more Mad Max coming. Uh, George Miller is coming back, getting getting his characters in the mix, and uh, I can only imagine how many billions of cars he's going to explode in that one. Good lord, <laughs> awesome! Because that was yeah, that's phenomenal. So that that that's kind of our. It's not necessarily a list, but those are just some of our favorites, some of our least favorites. Yeah. Uh, it's by no means comprehensive, you know, there's, yeah. a, there's a ton of sequels. I mean, this, like Hollywood is, is fueled by sequels of, of all kinds of quality. And, uh, yeah. these are just some of our, some of our favorites, but we would love to know what you guys think, you know, hit us up on the social medias. He's at Jedi Raj on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Tomcast yeah. podcast, Instagram, Twitter. You can email the show, Tomcast podcast, gmail.com. Tell us your favorites. Tell us what uh, what you wish we had talked about. Tell us why we're wrong on something. Like if you're like RoboCop Two is fucking amazing, uh, uh, tell me why. I, I'm curious. <laughs> Am I wrong about the brain on drugs thing? Did you really like that? Was that kind of resonating with you? I don't know. <laughs> it's a nice metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> In today's COVID nineteen world, man, it just makes no much sense. Oh, never mind. But I think that's it for the show. Pretty uh, kind of a long one for us, Raj. Yeah, yeah, I think we we got in some good ones though, some some good ones and some bad ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not too bad considering we didn't we didn't get to talk about uh, you know Star Wars sequels and and all the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So sure, we yeah. did we did sneak in some comic book movies here and there. We we, <laughs> <laughs> we got a couple. We got a couple in there. We got a yeah. couple. I, I I you know I was I was sort of torn. I I kind of wanted to get uh, the Batman versus Superman movie in there. Yeah, as a, as a not great sequel, but uh, I felt like a. I, fe- I kind of felt like kicking those movies while they're down is unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're in a weird spot right now. But, you know, we got some uh, Zack Snyder cut Justice League I was just going to ask you, how are you feeling about that? I, you know, I was really curious when I first heard that there was a different cut of the movie. Even before all this happened, I'm like, you know what? That's probably what it needed because it just felt like everything was so rushed, you know? And just it felt all over the place as a movie. And I'm really curious as to see what a cohesive vision it's going to be. So I'm optimistic. We'll see. I don't think it's going to make it a great movie. I think it'll make it a decent movie. I'm very curious. I've heard some of the things that were in like early screenings, early test screenings of the movie, particularly Green Lanterns and things of that nature. So it, it it'd be kind of fun to to see what they had up their sleeve, and I think Darkseid is even supposed to make an appearance in in the Snyder yeah. cut. So yeah, I'm definitely curious about it. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm really blown away by the fact that uh, that Warner Brothers is going to spend like twenty thirty million dollars, uh, you know, yeah. kind of kind of polishing up all that footage and completing the effects and everything. And sure. uh, I was really blown away by uh by how eager the cast seems to be to come back and kind of complete shots oh, yeah. or whatever. Like even even Affleck as gonna come back and do batman stuff yeah i thought that was super cool i think this was like a huge win for everybody you know the huge win for the fans that had been you know kind of pushing for this from the start and you can tell how how into it how how much faith everybody had in the movie as opposed to the version that came out Mm because i think when you know when Zack snatter revealed it i think he was doing like a, a zoom meeting or something or a google thing with uh with I, I think Henry Cavill was there. And yeah, they were doing a they were, were doing a rewatch of Men of Steel, I think. Yeah, 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 and it was just like, 
when he saw that, everybody just lost their mind. They're like, oh, my God, it's finally happening. You know, you know, I, I, I think they had faith in his vision. You know, you know, I, I sort of knew that there was this online push for like the, 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 the hashtag Snyder Cut release of Snyder Cut. Yeah. I had no idea that it had such funding behind it. Like, I mean, there were billboards in Times Square. Oh, yeah. Saying release the Snyder Cut. And it's like, like, who the fuck is going that crazy for this? Like, I I had no idea the fervor for it was uh, as intense as it was. Um, yeah. But I, I, I'll be honest, as a fan of, like, you know, I... I, I like I like to consider myself uh, much like like much like Blade. I am I am the Daywalker. I walk between worlds <laughs> as far as Marvel and DC goes. I love them both so very very much. Sure. But as far as movies go, I mean DC gets kicked in the nuts left and right. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, yeah yeah. So yeah, I guess I'm pretty stoked because I'd I'd love to see a great Justice League movie. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, will this turn out to be a great movie? I don't know. Will it be yeah. better than the last one? I think it could be. I think so too. I. I as long as it's better than what we got, which I think at this point, you know, one it, unified yeah. vision, that's the way to go. Cut the shit out with that Russian family and it's going to be 10 times better already. My God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was so inconsequential. Like, really? <laughs> well, and I'll, I'll also be curious. I'm, I, I don't know if this, I, I feel like this is known. So, But I'm, I'll say spoilers right now and give you a second to hit pause if you don't want to hear what I'm about to say. But I mean, I, but again, I do feel like this was this is fairly well known. But originally, Batman is supposed to die in, the, in in Justice League in Snyder's version, and I yeah, I, I think, I think so. that's one reason why why Affleck was kind of like gung ho to do it. Was like, oh cool, I'm gonna get to be, you know, Batman getting killed to save the world kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. So you know, when when Whedon had to do the the, the family friendly version or whatever the hell it is that we got, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm just I I am curious and. Uh, yeah, I hope they get it done, and I, because uh, I, I signed up for a year of HBO Max. And I, <laughs> Very nice. I'd, I'd love to see it before my my uh, my my low low monthly fee gets increased to the normal price. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, That's, it's like a sequel to a sequel, right? At that at this point, like Justice League, Justice League redo. <laughs> <laughs> the re-sequel. <laughs> Re-sequeled. I love it. That sounds rad, actually. That's pretty good. You should trademark like that, it. Raj. You can make a mint. All right, we'll do. <laughs> All right, my friend. I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much for hanging out and, and, and uh, discussing sequels. All right, of course. Anytime. Are you, uh, any sequels coming up you're looking forward to? Uh, you know, whenever the movies come back, I don't know. It's all a blur now. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, you know... It, it's a sequel, but I mean, it's part of a. It's a continuing series, but I really would. I really did want to see the new James Bond movie. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully one day we can all hang out and go to the movie theaters again. We'll see how it goes. One day. Just keep, wa- <laughs> keep washing your hands, Roger. Keep washing your hands. I'll keep them clean. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Hey, so there, there you have it. There's the conversation with Roger and I discussing movie sequels. Uh, some of our favorites. Uh, many of our least favorites. I thought it was a pretty diverse list. Uh, Roger had some some ones in there that I definitely hadn't considered. Uh, so I think we gave you guys a pretty good cross section of of pop culture and and the movies that uh, you know resonated with us early on in our childhood, but also uh, are just darn good movies to begin with. So some of these movies I think are going to be things that you see more on the episode. You know, we've been doing. 
these breakdowns, uh, th these kind of like uh, nostalgia trips where uh, we discuss our favorite film for, for the, it, the length of an episode. And I think that's going to be something that many of the films that were on this list, like Alien, like The Dark Knight, uh, like Indiana Jones, uh, they're all going to get spot spotlighted down the road just in the same in the same way so look forward to those down coming up and uh yeah big things coming it's been a it's been a a, a strange time with the, with covid going on and uh try, trying to wrap up my my time at san diego state university uh but i think we've we've gotten the sound issues with the show figured out we have a different configuration going on uh these were all things that were going to happen this summer anyways but uh, my hand was forced and i had to do it a little bit earlier uh, while I was trying to finish school. Luckily, my school schedule, not having to go to campus every day, uh, made it so that I could do this a little bit more easily. But, uh, I, you know, I'm still kind of tweaking the the all the different little knobs I have now to play with um, to make it sound better. But it's it's definitely been an improvement with uh, with Roger and I now, and, and, anyone, and, and uh, Roger and anyone that comes on the show, uh, you know, we're, we're doing it over the internet now. We're, we're not even in the same room. But I think we have a much better sound quality so that maybe we're not in the same room, but it doesn't sound like I'm holding a, a phone to a speaker. <laughs> so that is definitely progress. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to keep tweaking the levels and adjusting the, the mix, as it were. Uh, but I've been a lot happier with the, with the way the show's been sounding in the last two or three shows. So I hope you guys are, 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 are enjoying the improved sound quality as well. And we're going to keep keep messing with it we're gonna keep playing around we're gonna keep tweaking it pushing it higher and higher and getting the getting the sound quality to be better and better because that's what you guys deserve and uh, uh anyone who listens to this podcast deserves nothing but the best and that's what i want to give you guys is nothing but the best so oh no mission i have to admit admit to making a mistake well an omission we'll call it an omission uh one of the movies i had on my written down uh but it got kind of my paper's a piece of it's, it's a mess i'm not gonna lie it's full of it's. I write in Sharpie, and sometimes I lose track of things, and it gets on another piece of paper, and it's a whole thing over here sometimes. But one of the things, one of the films I wanted to include on the best sequels list uh, is huge. We talked about Hugh Jackman already as Wolverine, and it it it, it was a huge omission that should have clued me in. Yeah, Logan, the 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 final entry uh, of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine for 20th Century Fox. And uh, it's it's a stellar piece of filmmaking. Uh, uh, Hugh Jackman at the top of his game, Patrick Stewart at the top of his game, and James Mangold directed the hell out of that movie. And that stands as a stellar sequel. And more importantly, with with Logan, uh, you know, there were three Wolverine movies led by Hugh Jackman. Uh, each one does get better than the other, so there is a progression. But in the first two, you know, there was always elements that they they, they couldn't quite get everything right for 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 logan for wolverine in 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 in, in, in his own movies uh you know the wolverine the one where he's in japan fighting the ninjas was the closest but the third act's kind of not great you know the giant silver samurai robot not not one of my favorite elements uh in the in the picture at all but with logan they really went all out it was sort of inspired by the the mark miller and uh, uh steve mcniven drawn old man logan comic book series which we talked a little bit about last week on the timeline episode that was sort of like the the uh inspiration for the film in the sense of like oh man what if we did a movie that you know they were like what if we did a movie with an old man 
Logan character, and that was that was the inspiration. And they they really brought it home. It was a, the, the the best of the Wolverine movies. Um, was the third of them, which is not something you can say very often about about movies, about franchises, about sequels. You know, it's it's very rare you say, yeah, that third one, that was the one that really got it right. Uh, but that's exactly what happened with with Logan. And so we wanted. I wanted to make sure we we included that uh, in our episode today. So, it, so let's transition because we got a new five star review, and I wanted to share it with you guys from uh, XX the Rod XX. He says, "I I look forward to new episodes. Highly recommend to everyone." Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that, and I hope you look forward to this new episode coming out. Now that I have to apologize because your review was posted on April thirtieth, and I. It somehow I somehow missed it. <laughs> I apologize, but we're reading it now, and I thank you so much for for listening and taking the time to write that review. It means the world to me. And we got one more five star review to read, and I apologize again for being a little bit behind on on, on these. But this is from uh, April twenty fourth, twenty twenty, from Kowakian, and I think us Star Wars fans know what a Kowakian is. I think we know what that means, and it says five stars. This nerd knows his stuff. Extreme levels of Star Wars knowledge, especially outside the cinema canon. I can't thank you enough. That review right there tickles my heart so very, very much to let me know that all the time I spent reading and rereading Star Wars stuff as a teenager, as a child, and into my 20s and 30s as well was not wasted. It was not for not. It was all for not for. It was all. It was not all for not. Excuse me. Good Lord. I can speak better than that. It was not all for naught. So uh, thank you again for that five-star review. That was awesome. I loved it. So very, very kind of you guys who were taking the time to do so. To do those five-star reviews, please keep sending them in. It, it means so very, very much. Thank you. So with that being said, I think I'm going to start closing the show. Um, but like our friend who just wrote the review, you can do the same. Uh, please, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. You know, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all all of those different things. I'm trying to get us on on some more, some more venues. Like the, uh, I've sent applications to iHeartRadio, so we'll be on that app. Those kind of things. If there's a format you want us on, tell me. I'll get the show on there for us. All right. So, like I said, uh, like the show, like like the show, subscribe to it, write us a five star review. You know, we're a small podcast. We're independent podcast. It's easy for us to get overshadowed by the big companies that are now uh, whipping out all the podcasts. And, you know, there's a ton of new podcasts that have been coming out in the last uh, last couple of months with COVID. Now we'll send all these every, – every celebrity in Hollywood uh, wants to have a forum to, to talk about whatever they want to talk about. And that's great. Podcasts are for everybody. But uh, small ones like this get lost in the mix when, 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 when stuff like that goes on. So you guys taking the time to like, share, and subscribe to the show, write those reviews. It means the world to me. Uh, and no matter how many celebrities get podcasts, this one's going to keep going on forever and ever and ever. You can't get rid of me. I'm very, very sorry about that, but I'm not that sorry about it because I love doing this. It's a lot of fun. Uh, if you aren't listening, Beer Night in San Diego is in full swing as well. You can hear me over on that podcast. We just had a great episode with the, with the folks, the fine folks, folks from uh, Burgeon Beer Company up in Carlsbad, uh, Carlsbad, California, part of San Diego, if you're not familiar with the geography. That episode should be posting as, I'm, as, I, as I speak Cody should be posting that episode. So when you hear this, it should be available for you to check out. So we're doing all kinds of good stuff over there on Beer Night in San Diego. If you're a beer fan, a beer aficionado, I hope you check out our podcast. And uh, like and and subscribe that one too. So 
Again, follow the show, social media, at Tomcast Podcast, Instagram and Twitter. You can email me, TomcastPopcast at gmail.com. You can join the Patreon. You can join the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash TomcastPopcast, where you get to hang out with awesome members of Pophead Nation like the Aspinel Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Mr. Jeff Nail, and the evilest of circles, Evil Circle. Uh, thank you so much, Evil Circle. You are my newest Patreon. You are a dear, sweet person, and I, I love you tremendously for the support. Uh, there are two levels to the Patreon, just so you know. And uh, if you're at the $5 level, you're getting access to all kinds of great bonus content. Uh, just last week, we dropped the commentary track. Or I should say I dropped the commentary track. It's just me doing it. It's me watching 1989's The Punisher, starring the one and only Dolph Lundgren as Frank Castle. And he's riding, riding around Australia in a motorcycle, pretending it's New York City, and uh, fighting mafiosos with terrible terrible new york accents it's a, it's a it's a classic it's what we call the marvel before marvel Mar- i'm sorry it's what we call our marvel before marvel series and it's been a lot of fun and there'll be another episode of that coming up pretty soon but right now sign up for the five dollar level you can check that out you get access to the sweet videos i've been releasing um and there's gonna be more coming for the the entry level uh, per, per level as well the one dollar level is gonna get you more than just your name around the show i'm working out some other ideas, but there's more coming. Uh, so being a part of Pophead Nation, being a part of the Patreon is, is definitely worth your while if you have the time and if you are able to do so right now. But if you're not, you know, circumstances or whatever, don't worry. The show's always going to be free. It's always going to be available to you. And uh, that's what we're here for. We're here to entertain, and whether you're a Patreon or not, we want to make people happy and have a good time. So I hope we're doing that. A little bit of a long episode, but thank you guys so, so much for listening to the whole entire thing. It means the world to me. And uh, we're going to talk to you again next week. We'll talk very, very soon. Thanks for listening. Ciao, babes. You're going to need a bigger boat. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions!